I don't think I've seen you in eight years. Yeah, it's been a long time. I was like, is it is it Hangwood days, PR yep, days? Yeah, Metal Mobile. Metal Mobile, there mm -hmm. it is. Well, but even before that, when Marshall. Yeah, that's this. how we yeah. got. Uh, okay, guys, yeah. stand by. Quiet on set, please. We're back without Adam Lieberman this time. We've got George Carmona oh. sitting in as the guest host. Arguably one of the best replacements you've ever had. Uh, I think 100%. I mean, who are you up against? You're up against Geo. Jake Ellenberger. Yeah, you beat Jake. Sorry, Jake. Yep. He didn't say much at the beginning. Yeah. Of that Beat Geo. You beat Geo. Um, and then who else have you had? I mean... That's it. Well, that's a... We not, don't just give the... Chad I don't McBain, feel too proud Chad saying McBain that I Chad McBain had a good now. run. Chad McBain had a, a short run. Hmm. That's a cool a name. Run. Yeah. Cool name. Yeah. But that's it. Not yeah. a cool guy. He's he's better known as Lacey K. Summers' significant other. That's a bad thing to be written. Like, yeah. Is that know. on his Wikipedia? No, but it should be. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have a Wikipedia. You don't have a Wikipedia, but I bet our Let's guest make... probably has a Wikipedia. No, not yet. Oh. <laughs> All right, Jacob is with us. Hello. I have not seen you What's in a long up? time. I know, but it's so great to be here. And I yeah. watched Don Johnson's episode. So. Did you? Yeah. Don motherfucking Johnson? Yeah, I, I think... I mean, I don't know if he's ever done one recently that was so yeah. in-depth. He's got great stories. He's got great stories. Yeah, yeah the gambling stories are always fun. You oh, know? nuts. Yeah. Have you ever gambled? Uh, no. I just think about, like, if I lose, it's like a pair of shoes. Or I think about, like, what right. I could buy. Right. Mm. Yeah, because this, this outfit's not cheap. This is not... No. Uh, that's no. not Marshall's, okay? In my eyes, that's yeah. a couple of wins. That yeah, you have. <laughs> right. And that's what that outfit is. Yeah, that's a head to toe uh, five figures. <laughs> Certainly four figures. Definitely. Yeah, she's not fucking around, George. No, you I know? shop at Ross. It's yeah. Bad. It's, <laughs> it's nice. This doesn't come off the sale rack. Come on. Right. Um, so you're living here now? Yes, I live here in Summerlin. That was crazy. That that epiphany that that I had, or we had on DM. I was, or I know. yeah, I was like, next time you're in Vegas, you were like, uh, I live in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because obviously I follow you, and I, I've seen you come in like on jets and stuff, and you've taken <laughs> celebs here. And Don't tell anybody that. <laughs> Paris Hilton over here, and or no, not Paris, uh, Brittany. Yeah, I brought. Yeah, I brought Brittany. Brittany was, Spears. Yeah. I mean, that's a big, big deal. Thank you. You yeah. know, it was uh, I had some like downturns in my in my career right before that, and so then to kind of come back with a win like that and 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 get to do something for somebody that I think is deserving and and also you, has gone through yeah. quite the ringer. Um, that but it was really cool, and it and she was so grateful to to just like be taken care of. I'm like you're Britney Spears, <laughs> like, what right? Do you mean? Yeah. Right. Isn't everybody rolling yeah. out the red carpet? But you know. You'd be surprised how, how the Hollywood world works. You know, not everybody is so charitable. <laughs> I don't remember what year it was, but a long time ago, like this would be like when baby, baby hit me one more time or whatever was hot. Mm. Um, I'm in that on across the Beverly Center, that drugstore um, that, that it used to be called Rexall. And now it's I don't okay. know what it is. It might be a Walgreens now, but it's on the corner of like Beverly and La Cienega. Okay. You know that? that yeah, uh, yeah. 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 So I'm in there. And it's like, it used to be open 24 hours. And I'm in there and it's like two o'clock in the morning and I'm, I'm walking by, I'm looking for like shaving cream or something and blades or whatever. And like, I see a girl laying on the floor, like sitting on the floor Indian style, like in the makeup section or something. And like, I did a double take and I was like, that's Britney Spears. Like, oh but then gosh. I'm like, there's no way that's Britney Spears. So I went back, I was trying not to be creepy. It was all by herself. So like I went around, I was like, well, <laughs> let me go down that aisle. Like it's a mistake, whatever from the other way. So I could see the face, you know what I mean? And I'm like, sure as shit, it's Britney Spears. Wow. And like my sister at the time, you know, huge, well still is, but you know, huge yeah. fan. But it was like, a, she was little back then, my sister. Yeah. So it was like, it was like a big deal, you know? Yeah. And I was like, fuck, how, what do I do? Like, do I, is, what is, you know, it's 2 a.m. It's about I means 4 a.m. in Missouri. I don't know what to do. So uh, I, I just let it go. But I didn't. <laughs> oh, that was my it. God. Was she it was like, a story that was very anticlimactic, really, George. Glasses? <laughs> Gla what was she wearing? No, like just dressed down, like no glasses. Literally, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, all by herself. I mean, maybe she was with someone else, but they just were in different places yeah. in the store or whatever. But I was like, this is the craziest thing, like Britney Spears. Yeah, just chilling. There's sort of hmm. few people that generate that type of... Like if you see if you see them, it's like oh my gosh! I, when I worked in San Diego, I opened up a bunch of nightclubs down there, and yeah. Michael Jordan came in, and he. Oh, I mean, I had dealt with so many uh, celebrities, but Michael Jordan 
when he came, come on, it was like he was walking on water. And actually, Marshall Falk, our mutual friend, yeah, who introduced us, I think, yes. Um, I found out that Marshall was uh, playing golf with uh, Michael Jordan at Torrey Pines, and then I hit up. Uh, uh, Marshall and I was like, do you think you could bring him to the nightclub? And he's like, I gotta go. I'm on the golfers. I didn't even think I was gonna hear from Marshall again. Right. And then like 10, 15 or something, he calls me. He's like, uh, MJ's on his way. I'll be there in 30 minutes. <laughs> MJ. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so he definitely stole all of Marshall's money that day. <laughs> yeah. On the golf course. On the golf course. Yeah. He spent yeah. all of Marshall's money yeah. at the club that night. He's competitive too. Hell yeah. He yeah. Is. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned your career was in a downturn before. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that? Or? Yeah, I mean, I, I can. I um, So, well, it, <laughs> we've had a wild ride in the last. Yeah. So I basically lived in San Diego. I was sort of an early adopter to all the social media platforms. I was doing brand campaigns on MySpace, if you can yeah. imagine, yeah. Uh, for like local venues and local influencers at the time it was like regional influencers, you mm -hmm. know, that were popular, co college kids that were popular. So I was early on that ride and then I met uh, Gary Vee and Gary Vaynerchuk is kind of, if you don't know who he is, he's sort of this marketing guru, social yeah. media and- it's the marketing goat. And kind of like right? a Tony Robbins type guy. He discovered Logan Paul and all these huge um, YouTubers. Now, he's always early in anything that's making money. I think he made like $70 million on NFTs. It's crazy. So he's the GOAT, you know, and he met me when he was relatively, uh, you know, not the celebrity that he is now and uh, basically was like, I believe in you. I think you're, whatever you're going to do, you're going to be great. And so just having somebody like that tell you in a time where nobody, you know, if you want to be, yeah. I don't know, a, whatever it is that you want to become, typically you know which route to take. If, at that time, if you wanted to do social media or do anything in digital space, he was one of the only leaders and there wasn't really a, a guidebook on yeah. how to do it. Mm -hmm. And so having just sort of his blessing, I felt encouraged to pursue that path. And then I bought influences.com, um, the website, which you know, is a great domain that is probably worth a lot just in and of, like, on its own. Right. So then I started on that path. I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I knew I wanted to do something, whether it was build a platform or whatever. And then um, I worked a lot, like I worked in San Diego, worked a couple jobs, you know, at a time so that I could fund my business. My dad pretty much cut me off when I dropped out of San Diego State. He's like, oh, you're going to start a, comp a company, honey? Like, Good luck. You could do it on your oh, dollar. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> not that my dad's a bad guy, but yeah. he's just like, I'm not going to fund. I spent all it's my It's a different era, on. too. Like, yeah. they, they, you know, they, they grew up in a different time. So it's like that was, uh, totally. you know, it was a huge risk in his eyes that you were yeah, taking. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a guy who's like, you know, works in, in the sort of pharmaceutical sales industry. My dad's been at his job for like 30 years or right. something. Didn't really understand the path that I wanted to take. Right. Uh, so I went off on my own and... Uh, I started little company, you know, I did consulting, I did little things here and there, but where I really felt like I finally was about to hit it big, all the hours and grinding and, you know, eating all the typical things that entrepreneurs do. Um, I finally moved to LA and I start this company, uh, representing social media stars and it's basically right when TikTok explodes. Mm -hmm. So... At the time, if you can imagine, I always tell people it's like a bunch of ponies in a field and you find them and you take care of them, you look after them, and then all of a sudden they sprout a horn and wings and all of a sudden you have a field full of unicorns. And as excited as you may expect that one might be uh, for finding unicorns, you realize how many people want to get your unicorns. Right. So mm. I had a huge target on my back, especially when you think about the timing of all this during COVID when talent agents, there's no touring going on in Hollywood. There's no, um, you know, music touring. Sure. There's no actor, no sports, know. no nothing. So how do you make money as a talent agent? Well, the influencers were making money because that was the only way to advertise. And so I had this sort of monopoly on TikTok stars signed to me and Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio, who I used to represent, uh, I think it just came out in Forbes that they made $70 million since 2020. Since 2020? When that's when I was representing. I represented Ooh. them, I think, in 2019. Whoa. Yeah. 
And that was just two of them. I had Addison Ray, right. who I don't Huge. know. She's got like a three-picture Netflix deal. I had, so I think at one point I had 85 clients, you know, between 85? brands and influencers. And so all the years sort of, of, of building relationships in the brand space paid off. Um, my relationship with Gary Vee played a part because the influencers trusted Gary. Yeah, and Gary, you had the stamp of approval. Right, and Gary did, you know, uh, what are they called? He did Zoom calls with us. He, we had access to him. Where at this point, fast forward 10, year, you know, 10 years from when I met him, access to Gary is very... Scarce. Yeah. Scarce and very valuable. Mm -hmm. yeah. Probably charges a couple of hundred thousand dollars, I'm guessing, for a... Yeah. Uh, to speak in front for of... For sure. So at that point, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like, you know, you, 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 you think about your road to success, and I think everybody thinks about when I'm finally going to make it. <laughs> I It felt really good. And then at the very height of my career, I'm getting meetings with some of the biggest companies and executives out there. And I felt really valued, and especially as a woman, in, in as an entrepreneur, sometimes like it's, we don't value ourselves for, you know what I'm saying? It, mm -hmm. It's, it's yeah. just, it's, it's hard. And so I was so excited. And then at this point of, uh, of success, then all of a sudden I realized that um, there's going to be a negative article written about me. This journalist starts reaching out and ultimately writes an article in the New York Times and pretty much overnight destroys everything that I built. And the time I had content houses. So I, I'm responsible for these like $20,000 oh, a month yeah. houses, which I'm on the lease for. I mean, it was an epic <laughs> fall. And what was the motive? Just just being a hater? Just Well, uh, she was represented by United Talent Agency, which is a huge behemoth talent agency. Yep. And it's... I think since the article came out, she talks about how she sort of wants to build her own personal brand and she wants to be sort of this journalist influencer. And so I think UTA having a good relationship with them, she could have potentially seen that path if, you know, kind of a, you know, you do me a favor. I, who knows, right? Well, we won't know until we get into a discovery in this lawsuit, but, yep. but uh, the lawsuit does allege that, you know, she had a very, she had a financial relationship with them. She also wrote puff pieces about them in the New York Times without disclosing that she was represented by them. Mm. And they ultimately got her a book deal with Simon & Schuster. And so as a journalist, that's just unethical. But you have to realize journalists don't live by any type of real right. They laws. just want the scoop. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to... There's no crime if, if you break ethical rules necessarily unless you get in trouble for defaming people. And guess what? The New York Times hasn't lost a defamation lawsuit in the United States it's since the 1960s. Really? And that is so interesting. So that you is. filed a lawsuit, a big one. I did file a lawsuit. <laughs> so anybody out there, when people tell you, oh, that's not possible, just say, tell them to hold your beer. <laughs> because, <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, I think that obviously it's not easy, but if you have conviction about something, you have to ride with it and trust yourself yeah. and everything that you know. Because at that time, people probably thought I was a conspiracy theorist. I said, something's not right. I didn't know she was represented by UTA at the time. I just, something didn't feel right. And I knew everything about my business. And Because you were losing clients or you were, what well, was happening? Well, uh, you mean uh, after the article? Well, yeah, after the yeah. article, I lost the clients. But I'm saying, I was trying to figure out like why? Why would right, you do that? Right. The why? Yeah. And um, and so, you know, I knew all the like I would talk to other agents, and then they would say some information, and I'm like, well, he would only know that if he spoke to this attorney. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I was. Mm -hmm. You're putting it together. It's like you know with the red yeah. yarn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like patting on the board. You're like, no, no, no. this but, guy talked to that guy, and yeah. that guy knows but that. But that's guy. why people start to think you're crazy, right? Right. Yes. Like, um. But, but remember, at this point, they didn't know that these people were going to make $70 million in two years. I knew why, what the motivation was. Right. But a lot of people were like, Ari, any of these people aren't after you. Right. <laughs> I think they might be because there's a lot of money here. Yeah. Um, so it was incredibly difficult to 
uh, file the lawsuit. I initially went to attorneys and they said that you just can't file a lawsuit against the New York Times. You don't have the means to do it. And even if you were, it's likely that you wouldn't, you're not going to be successful. Uh, but I knew I had the truth on my side, and we we gave her a ton of answers to her questions before she published the story. So in my eyes, I'm like, there's got to be something there. There's she had to have a misstep, and you know when people lie, yeah, things start to unravel. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think over the last year or two, she's stepped in in it on totally on her own, and she's somebody that's using the megaphone of the New York Times to push her own agenda, her own fame, or just to get back at people that she doesn't like. And I think if they could do something like this to me, a female, a Mexican immigrant, um, a bootstrap founder with no power, then they could do it to anybody. And it's yeah. not about Trump or Sarah Palin suing the media. It's about a regular person. Right, right. So where does it stand now? There's a court date coming up? So they... It's been about a year and a half, I think, since we filed the initial lawsuit. And recently, they the judge dismissed most of the statements that we put in, uh, but he didn't dismiss five. He said, okay, go back to the drawing board on these five, essentially, mm -hmm. and prove malice. So prove that she had a reckless disregard for the truth when she published the story or that she knew that what she was publishing was false. And so in this new complaint... Uh, we put things in, uh, my attorneys, that, you know, show that she should have known. Like, one that's a really easy example is uh, they accuse me of uh, cutting off the utilities and water and uh, electricity. At the content houses? In the middle of COVID uh, in April, saying that essentially I left them, uh, they had to use the pool water to flush the toilets in April, which is unsanitary, you know, and and um, there was a, so in the new complaint, we show a press release stating that Governor Newsom um, <laughs> put a moratorium on utilities in March. So there's no way that right, the utilities it have been shut, shut off. off. Mm -hmm. Right. So just something like very like subtle like that. I mean, there's dozens of statements in sure. there that were false, but things like that, that it's it's like, well, even if she didn't know, she should have known. All they had to do was a little bit of research. Right. I mean, the article was published in August, so they had plenty of time to research if utilities were, you know what I'm saying? Things sure. like that. Wow. So have they been asked like for continuances? Like, Are they trying to stretch this out and beat you down um, kind of thing? I, I think that they asked for a 30-day. I, I don't think that they were expecting my... I got a new attorney on board. Mm -hmm. uh, her name's Harmeet Dillon. She was just on Tucker Carlson uh, talking about oh, Taylor. Oh, right, right. She called her a cry bully because Taylor is sort of famous for going on MSNBC, Taylor Lorenz, the journalist, yep. and crying about mean tweets and people harassing mm. her and saying every little bit of information that people find about you on the internet is used by the worst people on the internet against you. And it's a lot of people on Twitter are like, you're the worst right. people on the internet. Like, hello. <laughs> so. No, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm a little just baffled at the fact that, one, that a lawyer would take on your case. Like, how many are we talking here before you finally found one with the balls to, to do this? Oh, I mean, I... I almost like went to law school because I was reading so much case law. You <laughs> yeah. only have a year to file. So I reached out to everybody like Oh, I, for defamation? Mm -hmm. oh, I in didn't California, know that. yeah. Okay. Or I think in most places, I'm okay. not sure. Hmm. Uh, but I reached out to I would I researched all these defamation lawyers. Charles Harder was the attorney that uh, represented Hulk Kogan against Gawker Media and took them down basically. He was like I mean, I'm not going to do it on contingency. You know, great. Everybody was super nice to me. And right. people spent time and spoke to me. I talked to Lisa Bloom. Uh, I spoke to a bunch of famous attorneys. Mm, yeah. uh, most of them, you know, some of them offered to do it on half contingency. But I just, I was, I mean, no, I didn't have I get any money at that yeah. point. Even half contingency, it's, it's going to be $250,000 for this. <laughs> yeah. like, it's a lot. Of, it's it's a crazy. No, it's so, yeah. uh, I, I went to Austin. I met my attorney, Joe. And I think he's just one of those guys that, just, I think when he met me, he just was like, okay, I'm going to go to war for you. Like, I, right. there's mm -hmm. just some people that want to help people. That right. really, it, it, it's crazy that they exist still. Yeah. 
and in some cases, it's why they do what they do. You know, yeah. it's like they, they, they want some of these kind of cases. It's not yeah. always just about the money, whatever. It really is about right and wrong for, for some Yeah, of them. absolutely. And you I know? think it's about time that somebody maybe win one of these. Cl- like, let's break yeah. this, this for record. Sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, the odds imagine? right now are fucking stacked <laughs> yeah. well against you. Maybe we can get a lineup at DraftKings for her. You know? <laughs> if we get a lineup. I think. <laughs> we could raise some money that way. <laughs> Dude, for the 24 you know? hour? Oh yeah. God, yes. Yeah. No, that's nuts. Um, so now that you're in the spot that you're at now, where do you like remain in contact with ex-TikTok star clients like uh, Charlie D'Amelio and people like that? Well, I think some of them, I mean, I'm really happy for them that they've gone to where they have, uh, most of them have built like their own businesses. They they got agents at these big, like top agencies. And then those people became like the business partners with them. And so, you know, I think all I can do is, is wish them well. And I think, you know, there's no like contentious relationship with them, but some of the people that I represented have come back and, and one of them gave an affidavit um, stating uh, for the new uh, amended complaint that, uh, that the journalist called him and essentially was the one spreading the information to him. Did you know that, that your manager did X, Y, and Z or the allegations, this and that, and then pressed him for negative information and when he didn't give it, she, start, she was pissed. He literally said she got mad and she was pissed and then uh, basically called and then two days later, this is a 16, 17-year-old kid, texted him two days later and said, I'm really disappointed in you about, about <laughs> another issue, but Holy shaming shit. him, it's really dark. Wow. <laughs> you know? So this isn't a person that I think is, this is not just about me. This yeah. is about a person in the media who is acting with impunity and other journalists are watching her and they're going to, that yeah. little circle Replicate. is going to, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Monkey see monkey do in that situation. And then it doesn't sound like they lose. I'm wondering, when was the last time that there was one filed, a defamation suit? Are you well, familiar? Well, Sarah Palin, so it's very hard to get a defamation uh, suit uh, just to even make it past motion to dismiss. They say that if you get back past motion to dismiss and a jury gets to see your case and you get discovery and you get to depose these people, that's a huge win. Uh, the last person I remember that got through to that next step was Sarah Palin, and then she lost, I believe. Um, and there was some weird stuff that happened, like the jurors got to, they got like a notification on, on yeah, something. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I don't know the details, mm. but also, you know, I think she got f- moved forward on like one statement. All you need is one statement. So we have five, five. that the judge said could move forward at least. And uh, I think I think Project Veritas has one, uh, but you know these are really controversial sort of people. Yeah. And so not to say that they, their cases don't have merit because I don't I don't know their cases. I just think that uh, you guys saw what happened with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when yeah. people see that someone's been wronged, especially today this day and age, like they want to go and be the sleuths, like they yeah. want to find yeah. out they about it. Yeah. Get to it. the bottom of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, how have you stayed positive throughout all this? Well, I what have you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it was a dark place that I went to for like about six months. But the interesting thing about it was that everybody was dealing with COVID, so it's a lot of people lost their businesses, unfortunately. And so, I ca- I can't say that I'm alone in in feeling like I lost a lot during that time. Yeah. Uh, and and the good thing is that sort of coming back up for air is in a time where everybody kind of was coming back up for yeah, air. So I think, point. I think in that respect, um, but also I think I gave myself the time to wallow in self pity. And mm-hmm. then you kind of wake up one day and you're like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. This is not who I am. And I'm certainly not going to let some privileged girl from Greenwich, Connecticut that went to $90,000 a year Swiss boarding school make me feel bad about myself for something I didn't do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? She wanted to say privileged bitch, but she knew she <laughs> yeah, couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, so no, I'll so say it for her. Privileged bitch. Okay. <laughs> Where she bitch. said girl, her brain wanted to say bitch, <laughs> but I'll say bitch. God damn. These journalists, <laughs> um, man. So, okay. Have you been like following or, or documenting this on, so, on your social media? And have you like, how does that whole thing work? Cause I would imagine you love social media. <laughs> 
I do. I think this is the first time that I've now made myself like a personal brand or I've always sort of back seat, right? Yeah. You're always in the back seat. Yeah. yeah. And I think that uh, one of the things I probably Taylor underestimated is that I know my shit. Like I know how to run an Instagram page. I know how to grow my Twitter following. It's a lot of it is just building relationships with the community. When the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case was going, I was on every, you know, all those YouTubers that live streamed it. I was on their streams, you know, I was sending them comments and I sort of forced myself into that community. So, because I knew that that, that trial was going to end, but people loved being the sleuths, like yeah. finding out about the mm -hmm. makeup that didn't exist, all right. these things. And I thought, gosh, if, you know, if anybody, uh, God forbid the case doesn't move through, that maybe people will uh, want to see justice served in this situation and at least maybe help me get my side out, you know, regardless yeah. of what happens with the lawsuit. Um, but Yeah, but let's win it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, like this is the one that you win and it gets put in a textbook yeah. and kids read in 20 years. I, I don't know if like, she wants no to say, doubt. but I mean, I read the dollar amount of the lawsuit. It's it's one you want to win, George. You want to win this. This guy's lawsuit you want to win. Uh, bigger than the textbook. I, see, that's, uh, I don't know. That's like the ultimate billion dollar payoff in my eyes. It's I mean, like, it's if like people a, are learning about me in a hundred years, like, I think I won. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's having fuck you money if you win this lawsuit, right? <laughs> well, you okay. know what they say, the, the winners write history. Yeah. And I'll be damned if Taylor Lorenz is going to write my history. Right. Amen. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy because, I mean, it's like, I haven't seen you in a long time. Keep up with you. You know, I watch your stories and stuff. You are a selfless human being. Oh, you, when, you. When, when you have clients that win, you're posting them. It's never about you. Even when you're celebrating yeah. their wins, you're, you're posting things like, you know, congrats to so-and-so. It's, it's <laughs> like, it's, it's, it, that's who you are, you know? And, and Thank you. It's it's crazy to see someone picking on you like that <laughs> is just nuts. I mean, this girl, I mean, I remember I remember the first meeting we had was I want to say Havana Room, Grand Havana Room in Gosh, Beverly Hills. Me, you and Andrew Malton. Andrew was the CEO of Metal Mobile okay. at the time. And I don't know if we have already launched Hang With or not, which was like a live streaming platform. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that's how I know Gary. So I reached out to Gary back in 2012. Uh, and I was like, Hey man, you know, this live streaming platform, blah, blah, blah. I, uh, so he took the call, you know, I just hit him up on email. I didn't know him. So me, Gary and Phil Toronto got on the phone and, um, right. Phil Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, you know, he asked a bunch of questions and stuff and I thought the call was going really great. And I was like, we're going to get Gary V as a fucking investor. <laughs> little did I know Gary was already invested in Meerkat. He just was picking my brain, oh, little fucker. But wow. I love him still. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I'll take it. It's okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, like you, I remember when we left the meeting with you, Andrew and I were like, A, we'll never be able to afford her. She's too fucking sharp. Like, <laughs> there's no way. Like, this girl is like rock star. I mean, you were like Thank rock you. star back then. <laughs> you know, it's just like you could tell you you just knew the drill. You knew you had great instincts. I mean, you just knew the whole. Well, I think I appreciate you saying that, by the way. And I think um, I had a lot to learn, but I had the drive and right. the spunk, I think. And, and people wanted me to win, like people that were yeah. really successful, talented people. And I think that was that was my secret sauce. And if anybody watching this is like, you know, there's no point of me talking about all these things. That I think all I can do now is is share the lessons that I've been lucky enough to learn from Marshall Falk, from people like you, from my advisor who was the head of the Television Academy at one point. Um, these people who I think you know when when you're young you don't even sometimes appreciate the yeah. time that that people give to you. But I think. Uh, but look, but it also, I, I, I can give myself a pat on the back of like, those people believed in me. So yeah. I, I, you have to also give yourself applause because it's tough, right? It, I think in the atmosphere we live in today, how much self-promotion do you do versus promoting other people? And, and is it genuine? And all that stuff goes into it. I'm somebody that I like, just like Gary Vee, I like to be well-liked. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I will admit mm -hmm. it. Um, but also I learned a lot of things in business and I, I try to teach this to the, my clients and people I work with is 
if you're, there, there's only so many people you can be friends with, you know, or there's people that are your acquaintances, people that are your business or just, you know, strictly business uh, associates, your competitors. And you have to sort of keep your circle small in who you will just do anything for. Yep. And, and I was always the type of person that I would just, in the beginning when I was learning, I felt it was important to just give my time, learn from people, work for free as long as I needed to, to understand and get to the top person, right? If, if I can mm -hmm. work for, and you know, there's dozens of entrepreneurs that say to do that, but, yeah. but who actually does that and works right. for free and does those things? And so, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's factual, yeah. Right. Keep going, keep but going. But this new yeah. class of people, the sad thing is I was witnessing TikTok stars who they never picked up Gary's book or they never watched his YouTube videos, but they just wanted to have the meeting with him. And so I realized young people, they want to become social media influencers, but they are they willing to do the work to get there? Right. And I feel like in my generation, we were willing to do the work because we had to. There was no uh, path of, you know what I'm saying? Before yeah. Logan mm -hmm. Paul and Jake Paul, there was nobody to, to follow. And so uh, now I tell my clients, you know, like one of my clients jumps off of, of he's a base jumper and he works with Jake Paul. And I just straight up told him, I'm like, he's like, Jake just got me this parachute and it says better on it I'm like oh you mean his company <laughs> yeah. he's like you know and he's like i just jumped this thing and i i, I got six million views and all of a sudden I'm like cool are they paying you yet and like i hate to say it like that because i'm the eight i have to look out for them but i understand wanting to do those things because sure. i've been there mm -hmm. right. like he's my friend but also you have to if you're going to do this for a business you have to separate the friendships and the business or let somebody like me be the bad guy. Right. But understand that you, at some point you have to really cut off the, I got to be nice to everybody. I got to be friends with, I got to work for free because it's good to have that mentality up to a point. And then yeah. it's like, okay, I have value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, there was a period maybe in uh, like 2016, 2017, somewhere around there, I think where paid like Instagram getting paid to post was a big thing like per post right yeah. Kim was getting these crazy numbers and whatever Amanda Cerny and all these people right what is it like now what is, what is the landscape like how how are these people because I don't feel like that's a thing anymore right or I could maybe I'm wrong like, what is it what do deals look like now well I think people like Amanda Cerny I know Amanda really well and she was always very nice to me but, you know, Amanda, if you look at who her following is, let's say, I don't know, I don't have many followers. She, let's say she has 50 million followers or 20 million followers, whatever she has. And, but half of those people are in India or, you know, in another part of the world. And another half of those people are just guys that want to look at her butt or yep. whatever. Then if you're selling lip gloss or bathing suits or whatever, uh, your conversion on a deal with Amanda is probably not going to be that high. And initially, I think probably people like Amanda were getting away with getting those big dollar deals. And then the brands were like, this Because they were not. just looking at the number. She's yeah. got 20 million followers or whatever, right? But then they're like, this isn't converting. And we just spent 50 grand. Right. Now what? And so that was, I think when I got into it, that was something that uh, the TikTokers I was representing sort of let me gauge I would say, let's, why don't we not charge 50 grand up front and instead charge 10,000 and get you five of these deals in two months, right? It's, and we're not going to piss anybody off. We're not, nobody's going to feel like they right. didn't get value. And I think that's another really important thing in, in business. And as you know, everybody wants to be a social media influencer, but it's like, what value are you bringing to other people? Right. When you're posting your content, are you only taking pictures of yourself and never in front of food or in front. So when you're thinking about, is a brand going to pay me? I'm like, what brand? You never post brands on your page. You never, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of influencers who are like, how do I make money? And well, you, what brand, if you were a brand, which brand would, would, would reach out to you? And right. sometimes they don't know. Right. <laughs> because they're not showcasing their page in a way that's attractive to a brand. Right, right. And same thing with TikTok, right? So it's all and yeah. TikTok has exploded, obviously, and passed everybody. Um, what's next? Do we know yet? I don't know. I mean, YouTube is coming out with the shorts. I yep. saw you guys have a lot of yeah. shorts. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah, take any credit. That's uh, George yeah. and Travis and I, so Austin and Chase. The we team. relate a lot in the social media aspect because about February is when John and I sat down and he was like, "I want you to start doing the social media stuff," and that's when we started to see like a pretty steady growth up until right around Dana White. 
And now I'd say it's like exponential growth Amazing. where it's like hundred followers a day on repeat for the last two weeks. I mean, crazy engagement as well. So it's different though, building a podcast page because although it is John's show, Action Junkies encapsulates a lot of different things. So when building it, when when looking at like a, a podcast specifically, how much do you think a social media page should actually just hone in on him as opposed to gambling, uh, good looking women, UFC fighting? Like that's the kind of question that I'm playing in my head right now because it is a semi newer space podcast social media. So I'm, well, I think you guys have, I, I say go for all of it, right? Because the bigger, the wider the audience, you know, I, I think that, for example, like I don't gamble, but Don's stories are still just as interesting to right, me. So right. yeah, I think you got to go, go with it. For sure. For sure. Yeah. No, and, it's, it's just, it's an interesting thing building a, a podcast brand as opposed to like, cause it's not Joe Rogan. Right. Although Action Junkies is like a lot of people just see you as the face. But I mean, you let me come on every once in a while too, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I think self-help books do really well and that's because they're they're uh, interesting to a wider audience. So for example, like if you are uh, writing a book and you're a celebrity, your your book will do much better if it's sort of giving like the seven ways I learned this or whatever versus like this is just something that only this person's fans are going to be interested in. And I, I mm -hmm. bet you that translates to podcasting. Mm, interesting. That yeah. is a very, note that. Yeah. Note that. Yeah. <laughs> note that. That's good. How much um, work when you're working with brands is you pitching creative campaigns and ideas? Is that a lot of it with influencers? Um, I think that brands want to get involved in the influencer marketing space and then they get involved and they're like this is terrible the people are terrible they want all these things and it's like dealing with a bunch of you know teenagers the influencers are tough to deal with right yeah. they're almost like because they have more ego in many regards than like an what we would call an a-list celebrity they really are the new a-list celebrities and they're out wow. of control right yeah. i mean you know to a point right yeah exactly and i think what's important to a brand is understanding sort of their bottom line. So, uh, and people that haven't had a lot of experience with this stuff, they don't think about the audience that they're targeting. You know, they, they go for, Oh, let's just use this. Like they'll do the Amanda Cerny thing. And there's so many agencies that I think were doing social media or PR or whatever. And then now all of a sudden they do influencer marketing and they don't, understand like these nuanced yeah, things right. they just see big number and they're like i like that exactly yeah, I like that. so uh but luckily uh brands still like me and they i mean i think that they understand that i've i've learned so much about what you want to do legally with these influencers how you want to um reward them and and really what you want to do if your brand is is use influencers as sort of an outside sales team or an affiliate program, right? I think micro influencers and mid mid tier influencers are are really good for that type of thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean it, it's 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 a it's an industry where I think you don't want to have this team in house, and have unless the, you're like Fashion Nova or something, right? Have the brands caught up in terms of? Um, so like when I first started the podcast was like five years ago, and I would pitch brands. Um, you know, I don't have them like you have them, but like the, the, the small network that I could get to, um, the decision makers and the marketing people, they weren't up to speed with what's going on. Like they're just completely out of touch. So it's, you know, there was like, that was barrier number one, you know, it's like, they're still, you know, dumping crazy money in the outdoor billboards and print right. and, you know, all this other nonsense. And so like, I kept butting heads, like with whoever I was talking to. And it's like, how did you, de did you have to deal with that too? And is that still that way or has it gotten better? Yeah, I think that I was sort of telling the, um, I was just doing sales in an education way. Sales sometimes, I used to sell SEO, search engine optimization. Yeah. And so when you sell SEO, it's one of those things where it takes a while to get going. So somebody's paying you money and they're not seeing results for like three to six months. Yep. So that type of business, you have to be, it's really good to be over communicative and get a little bit in the weeds with them. Uh, or you just wait till they try to do it on their own and then they're pulling their hair out and you're like, remember me? <laughs> they're yeah. like, yes, can you help me? <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Um, I remember I was on the phone with a, a beer company. I won't say the which one. And I was pitching them this idea I had for, for Lacey K. Summers. She's got like 12 million followers on Instagram or whatever. And um, they kept coming back and saying, it's not on brand, like what I wanted to do. I wanted to do like basically like a beer spray, like fucking slow motion, cheesy, but it's for, for what guys like, you know? And they were like, the, the head of marketing, she was like, it's not on brand. And I was like, don't you understand that not on brand is a thing of the past? With social media, anyone could do what I'm pitching you right now on their own for no money because they just think it's funny. They could take your beer, shake it up, get in bikinis, do a fucking spray, put it in slow motion, make it like a Carl's Jr. commercial from Paris Hilton or whatever, right? They could do whatever they want with your brand, and it is what it is. Don't you want to try to craft something cool and, like, get out of your own way with the whole it's not on brand? And I, I couldn't get them to see oh it. Oh, my gosh. I have a story. I probably shouldn't tell the story, but I don't really care. Um, there was when I was... Um, so the way I got Britney to come to Vegas is I actually, I, I saw sort of the low hanging fruit and this is, she's getting out of her conservatorship. She probably just wants to have fun. And, and I, I didn't want to like reach out and do a deal with Britney per se, but I saw her, her fiance was like getting a lot of engagement on his social media. He had like 2 million followers and really good engagement. Um, affluent women follow him. So I'm like, this is a great person to build a relationship with. And I'm sure, and he was taking deals and doing acting and doing social media stuff. So, so I reached out to him on behalf of a brand, uh, a, 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 a hospitality brand. And at the time the executives were on board with it and they thought, you know, there's no way that you're gonna get Britney Spears, but we're interested in working with this guy anyway. And I really liked him so, but I said, there's a chance, you know, that, she, that mm -hmm. Britney would come with him. And I thought maybe if I make it very comfortable and all these things, and I wasn't pushing and the deal was strictly with him. And we made that very clear because obviously he didn't want to, when you're dating Britney Spears, you don't want to be acting like you're grifting off of your girlfriend, mm -hmm. you know? So this was right. not a deal with her and I'd never expected her to come. But, but I did, I know as a woman, if your fiance is going to Vegas, you're coming. Um, I'm going going with on, you, baby you're not boy. Going on, yeah. You're not going unsupervised. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it worked out that it turned out that she did want to come and and uh, so I start you know organizing the security and all this stuff and it was also during the time where sort of Brittany was on vacation and like posting all these like sort of naked yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff yeah. with yeah. the uh, with the she's you know, getting a little wild with, with the it stars on her yeah yep and <laughs> let's just say that the not on brand conversation came to play oh and uh, and it, it made me angry because I'm like. You know, this person had to deal with so much stuff, and then for for the behind the scenes sort of whispers of like, you know, this is still not classy. Look, I'm like, it just sucks. You know, it's just right. Britney freaking Spears. Right. Yeah, dude, it's the character. Like you're you when you're yeah, that's the part that I think John's trying to hit at too. Where it's like you're buying into the character of the person, right. whatever they want to do, whatever, like you said, whatever right. they're gonna do yeah. normally. It I is mean, what they it were is. Getting a, th this is the thing. They were gonna get if if Britney po happened to post. Let's just say at this point we didn't know if she was even going to come or whatever. If she happened to, put, you're getting the value of a Super Bowl commercial for the cost of not a Super Bowl commercial. Right. Let's just a say a suite, a jet. <laughs> I mean, I can't whatever. say all the yeah. details, but but let's just say that this is a deal of a lifetime. <clears throat> right. And how are you like not on branding me right, right now? <laughs> right. Um, so frustrating. But, you know, we pulled it together and she came and um, she she. We didn't get a sponsored jet from any venue. The deal almost fell through because I didn't have a jet. Oh, wow. And I called a friend of mine and I said, I'm telling him the story. And I'm, and I'm like, this is my chance. I just want to like, you know, I hadn't been in the mix for a while. This right. is after mm -hmm. the, the... It's your coming out party. You're yeah. coming back. And I'm, I'm back. Like, the last thing I want to do is cancel on Brittany and her fiance three days before his birthday or whatever. Yeah. And he goes, just take my plane. Wow. Was he the pilot? No. Oh, you had to find a pilot still? I mean, he let me use his pilot. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say, I fucking flew the plane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I'm not losing this. Yeah. Um, but that... It, you know, it's and that bitch back in New York saw it. <laughs> she read all the fucking things on TMZ, on page six. God that damn it. That bitch back in, in New York. Anyway. Um, John's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Wow. 
Um, that's crazy. And so, uh, what are you working on like now? Any what anything so, you can talk about or? Yeah. So I, uh, what I realized is that a lot of successful people I was telling you earlier have been canceled <laughs> at some level, and so it's kind of a cool yeah. network of like new friends that I've found. Sure. That, you know what is it they say? An enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. 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 Um, and just I think a lot of people that. Uh, just really felt empathy for what happened, and uh, and one of my friends from uh, colleagues from a long time past hit me up, and he said, "Hey, why don't we, why don't we do this thing again? Let's call it something new, but you, why don't we build your talent agency out again? Now you can rep um, uh, and see what are they called? The double the college athletes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh NCAA, right. NIL deals. Yeah, right. NIL de- deals, uh, and." So we started this new company, Outliers Talent, and I uh, have some new uh, consulting clients I'm working with brand-wise. Mm-hmm. And so I'm back, back in the mix. That's great. Uh, this time trying to not take so much under, you know, yeah. under not have 85 clients. Lane. Right. Uh, just have, you know, try to build a handful of clients that You'll I have You'll still take, vetted. like, influencers and stuff like that? Or? Yeah, but I'm vetting them. Like, Got I it. really only want to work with good human beings. Right. Podcasts, mm-hmm. perhaps, you know? Yeah. No, I'm just talking. Yeah. We're just talking yeah. just, We're just talking. This is not binding. We're just talking. It's just three people talking. That's all this is. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm launching a podcast. It's going to be called Little Miss Radioactive. Nice. So, and where are you nice doing name. this out of? Why is uh, this happening here? I don't know. We is this happening here? Why isn't this happening here? That yeah. sounds like a good what is going podcast on for Studio A. Yes, you're <laughs> launching a podcast. We have a studio. This seems like a no-brainer to me. Well, no? I don't know who was telling me that sometimes you have people on that like get shadow banned and stuff. It's just so crazy how yeah. they're doing all this. Um, what is it called? Censoring people. Yeah, it's so crazy. What it's do you think so about that? It's so crazy. We were just talking about this earlier today. Like, how is it that I can't say what I want on my Twitter <sighs> page? Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. Grant Cardone. How how does our Grant Cardone clips not have over ten thousand views? It right makes now? no sense. It does not make sense. It makes but no sense. We we also didn't know how hated Grant Cardone was. Yeah. Oh really? I had no idea. I Did you know? know? No. Yeah, I didn't know. I had I lost a friend yesterday. I haven't really. I mean, you know, uh, you go back to friends and acquaintances, right? This is someone I've known twenty two years. Yeah. Used to I used to uh, uh, help her whenever I could. She was an actress, you know, try to set meetings here and there. This is ages yeah. ago. And I posted a clip from the Grant Cardone episode a couple days ago on my Facebook page. And she's like, you know, he's being investigated for fraud and this, he's a scammer and whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, he's a, he's a, a, a um, oh my God, help. Scientologist? Yes, he's a Scientologist. And uh, I'm like, look, I don't care what religion anybody is. And I don't know any of the stuff you're talking about. Like if he's done all these awful things... Um, is there a lawsuit? Has he been questioned by the FBI? Has he been arrested? Has he been like, what do you want me to do? She's like, well, you're giving him a platform. You should, now that you know, you shouldn't. I'm like, no, you're giving me your opinion that you're making him guilty. Did he stand? Did he go to trial? Did he go to court? Like, yeah. what do you want me to do? Literally, we went back and forth on, on comments on my feed. And then she goes, I can't be friends with someone like this. Unfriend me. Damn. Yeah, I don't get hey, it. Hey, I don't give all. a fuck. But, but still, it's are just you what's happening. Me? I mean, you know, at the Supreme Court, uh, Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg and the other one, I forget, uh, they were on opposite sides of the liberal and a, and, a, and a Republican, but they were friends. Right. And and what happened to that kind of discourse? And why are we just deplatforming people? Mm, when it's they, crazy. If people are saying things that need to be um, scrutinized, then then scrutinize those things right. and, and call them out and criticize those things. Yeah. But not don't let them speak. I crazy. mean, I, I don't understand. And I... I think this goes for business and for freedom of speech and all this stuff is that what you accept is what will continue, what we tolerate. It's going to take people just standing up and saying, this is not right. And if this continues, then what is going to happen to this country if people if we're being silenced? Right. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thoroughly worried that it's like, I mean, I do this for a living now. Like I was a teacher and now I'm talking on camera a lot. And he hosts what's, Gridiron Junkies, so he hosts yeah, our I, football show. You I did this before, before I got here. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I should come okay. on time was, next time. All right. It was easy. It was the first time I ever met her. Yeah. So like, I was like, I wanted to tell her. I've got been it. here before. <laughs> it's um. not my first rodeo. <laughs> yeah. So there's no doubt in my mind that there's been things that I've said, and we have a comedy podcast that comes off very satirical, but you take any moment from that and you play it 15 years down the road, I can be looking at some serious 
Oh, you yeah. guys are a hundred percent. All four of you are getting John, fucking canceled. John, we appreciate. Believe it. You guys are fucked. We appreciate it, and hopefully by the time we're at that level, all these new suits will come yeah. out, and it'll just realize. Maybe we'll have some fuck you money, or uh, you know, yeah. mommy Ari here will just take care of us because she'll remember that we we gave a fuck Dude, during the uh, lawsuit with we'll that fucking, bitch. We will fucking live. I'm thinking of this. We're gonna live stream the trial. Oh, that would be amazing. You and me were Yes, and we do commentary. We right. do commentary yes. on the trial. I love it. Yes. I'm in. This Wait, do we have a trial date yet? Not yet. No, well, we have to get We're trying not to get to trial. Though. No, we, we are. We, we oh, we're definitely going to. They're, no, no, they're we, not settling. No, we want to. I mean, I don't know. I got to take my attorney's advice. Right. But we want to get past the motion to dismiss. And we want. Okay. I want to take it as far as possible. Hopefully, that means going to court. But, um, you know, I think, yeah, the. You have to you have to push back, otherwise the, these people win. Actually, right. this guy uh, Greg Grant, Glenn Greenwald, who's a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, he was the guy in the movie with Snowden that oh. that whole movie came out. He was basically on this rant about Taylor Lorenz and people like her. This is a journalist that is you know, appreciates the journalism, um, that occupation, and, yeah. and it's like you know an art form of and art. The, yeah, yeah, sure. And he's saying that these are the worst types of, of journalists because they use the platform of the most of the wealthiest, most elite um, media companies and publications, the most widely distributed, most prestigious organizations. They use the megaphone of those, and then when they get criticized. Then they scream misogyny and <laughs> harassment and, oh, Tucker Carlson's talking about me or, oh, Glenn Greenwald's talking about me. And it's 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 harassment. Yeah. But it's like, okay, but you can harass me and destroy my life. But when you get called out, that's the right-wing radicals going up again. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even political because no, I went on Tucker Carlson. And that was, you remind me of like when people don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Listen, I don't care if you're Republican, independent, uh, liberal, whatever. If you're bleeding out on the side of the road and Tucker Carlson pulls over with some bandages, You'll are you them. getting in the car yeah. or not? Right, right. <laughs> That's a good. Dude. So good. Yeah, no, it, it's just, it's a conversation. At the end of the day, if you don't understand that there's only a finite amount of them in your life and that you're lucky that you even got the chance to hear somebody say something you don't like, if you don't appreciate that, then you're really fucked up. And that's a sad yeah. case. That's a lot of people that just don't appreciate what has to be said. I mean, there's plenty of books that have been written. Podcasts are going to surpass the amount of books that have ever been written eventually. And it's all going to be conversations. Yeah. So if we got mad at the shit that people wrote in the past, it's just going to keep on going down. But at the end of the day, man, John, we can't stop doing this shit. No, you can't stop The coolest thing posting. about podcasts is just educating people yeah. and i think that the more people can learn from other people's uh, you know career path like dating struggles whatever it may be if you consume information and then and, and actually take action on what you learn you can become such a much more successful human being super well-rounded but if you yeah. think you know everything and you don't take the time to yeah. understand other people i I mean, I kind of feel sorry for people like that, that, that because I, I think that's the most wonderful thing is like getting, you know, going down a rabbit hole sure. or something I'm interested mm -hmm. in. Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Especially over like people that you like watching too. There's, there's consuming, there's consuming content to the level of like what I've done with a couple, like certain, I feel like everybody has that self-help person that has helped them get to that next level and point. And man, you got to just be grateful that they had the balls to do that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like living in Vegas? I love it. Yeah? I think it's awesome because it's so close to anywhere else. That I, I mean, I go to L.A. quite a bit and San Diego. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, there's just always something going on. I'm, I'm ADHD, and I just if I want to be out, I, there's always something to do, and there's always people in town. Yeah. I like that at, now I live in Summerlin, not on the Strip, because it was just so hard to say no when people are in town. Now I'm like... Do I really want to see them? Or were like, you living on the strip at yeah. first in like one yeah. of those high rises or yeah. something? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that makes it dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm glad I did it because it was, it, yeah, it was totally worth it. But I don't know. I think there's a lot of new people coming to Vegas. It's not. Yeah. I thought at first it was going to be all sort of hospitality industry. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just, you know, I, there's a tech people moving here now yeah. and 
all sorts Mark of people. Mark Wahlberg is here now. Yeah. Yeah. Did he move to Vegas? I saw he moved to Nevada. I didn't see. Yeah, him. yeah, he's in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, he's in Summerlin. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You'll so. see him at Starbucks over there, and the, I don't know. I don't know. Mark him. I went no, on. A, I went on a date with this billionaire that has that like he's like a forty year old uh, self made billionaire started a tech company. Like probably not gonna date him. <laughs> he's a friend now, but that's it. That was uh, one date. That's n- oh, we no went a couple good? days. He's like, you know, I, I have like a couple of little red flags I look for in guys. And tell like, us what are the red flags? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not Let's saying he them. has those red flags, but just tell us in the future what are um, the red flags. To to get to the point where you're a billionaire and self-made, you have to have certain tendencies that like border on like sociopathy or, or like narcissism. And uh, I read that book called. Uh, <laughs> Uh, attachment styles and basically you know my dad's a little narcissistic and so I'm attracted to guys like that but I know that they're not good for me okay. so I try to just be friends with those guys got it okay what's yeah. your so what's your type you have a type I mean I don't like betas Facts. <laughs> I don't like them either right? fuck the betas <laughs> um, but I like people that are sincere and that uh you know, guys that are uh, aren't afraid to just like be humble and nice and like you know they're in touch. So you want with an alpha with a heart. That's yeah. what you're looking for here. An alpha with a heart. I know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if they exist, but all right. Oh, they they do. They do. I mean, they typically get taken up pretty quick. I yeah. Mean, the, the pool is right. very small. Yeah. Um, but you know, you never know what Bumble can find you these days. <laughs> are you on? Do you do Bumble? Or are you on any I of those? I don't do Bumble. I did Hinge for for a minute, and I was like on Raya, which. Um, is that the upscale me. one, Raya? You have it's to be like, invited or something? Yeah, that, you have that to be one? like... Whoa, that yeah. sounds exclusive. Some kind of a hipster. <laughs> I didn't meet that many people on there. No? But, um, and then I met, I've like met people just like out and stuff like that. But living in Vegas, you have to be careful because I remember I met this guy who was, I was like in love with and he, he asked me out to dinner. He's like, oh, I'm in town, but I'll stay an extra night if you want to have dinner with me. It's totally not like trying to hook up with me that night. So I'm like, oh, he was serious. And then I'm pretty sure he had like a wife and kids. When, like like oh. after we like went out a couple times, I, I'm, I'm like something shady going on. So when But people, you never found out? Not, not like You don't entirely. want to say. No, okay. no, no. I didn't find oh. out. I just, I just, I you had know, my spidey down, senses. You know. Yeah. But I think when you're in Vegas, you have a lot of people Was it the car seat in the back of the car that <laughs> yes. gave it up? Where you were like, what is that car seat? You're like, oh, my niece. Yeah, no, you know just, what it just... was? Have you noticed that on WhatsApp, you can upload stories? No. Like no, status updates? So a lot of people from Mexico are like, uh, for, I don't know, people that use WhatsApp a lot, they, they update their stories that way. Or people that don't really use social media. So he, there was a, a an update on a status update, and I saw like a, a woman and a little baby. Oh! And then I I I don't know. I thought maybe he was a sister, and then I went out to dinner with him, and I'm like, was that your sister? And he goes, I don't have a sister. And so, I'm like, he's like, what are you talking about? He didn't even know what you were talking about. <laughs> he didn't know that. Like, yeah. he posted he your child. There's incriminating your evidence. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Coming well, out of the parent-teacher conference. Yeah, was it a good, like, good date, though? Like, I mean, a good I conversation. Mean, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do, pick on every little thing? How was everything else, <laughs> other yes. than the fact that he's got a wife and kid, was everything it, else okay? I mean, perfect. It, it sounds like you're nitpicking here, you know? <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, I think that the problem with liking type A guys is that, uh, you know, that there's that charm. There's, like, right. like how much, of, sorry, how much okay. of that is uh, superficial versus how much of it is genuine. Right. But uh, I will say that the funny thing about this whole like going on Tucker Carlson thing is I know right away what kind of guy I'm out with if I say I went on Tucker Carlson. Based on the reaction. Yes. Right. Oh, if he thinks that's cool, yes. you're okay. Well, or just like, yeah. like, oh, that's badass that you stood up for yourself versus like I had a girlfriend who told me, you know, you may not want to like lead with that. You know, the guys might think you're like so happy or you're going to like me to them. And I'm like. If some guy is being a snowflake about the fact that I, like, I'm like, I can't not talk about it. This is right. something where I want whoever I'm dating to be texting me like, did you see the video of right. crying on Literally. MSNBC or whatever? Right. Like, I want somebody that, that that's in the game with me. And so... Wait, was uh, she crying on an MSNBC? Is that true? Yeah, she was. She oh. was saying, because people are mean to her. They, they, oh, they right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and mean things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, never mind that she ruins people's you know, right. livelihood and everything. But anyway, Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I differentiate, you know, yeah. even if they disagree with like, again, I'm not political, but I'm, I will say a lot of pe- conservative people came to like 
You yeah. know how it is, though. You support your friends, and 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 if there's a value of it, it is people that are smart, you you find common enemies. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but I, I love Vegas, and I've met. I know a lot. Well, I used to work in nightlife, so I know right. so many people. When I came out here. Nobody really knew that I got canceled or whatever. So hmm. in terms of my friends, you know, they right. didn't yeah, care about... because it's like a different friend group, fun yeah. friend group. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, they didn't know about the talent. I mean, I was kind of... I had... I was kind of traumatized. I just Were couldn't you? believe... a lot of crying, crying nights? <laughs> was there a lot of crying? Yeah, How many nights have we like been crying angry. over this? It was a lot of different emotions. Right. I mean, I felt like I got broken up with by 85 different boyfriends on the same day because I cared about my clients. Mm -hmm. It's an intimate and relationship. And it literally was like have. that? Like everybody? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, there was some that were like trying to stay with me, but then they were like... First of all, I couldn't run a company in my in my state of like <laughs> loss. Yeah, you'll say that <laughs> you weren't fit to to fly the ship anymore. So. No, <laughs> yeah, I had to take okay. a knee for for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a knee. You know, right? And, and it's not fair too to say like, "Oh, stay with me," but I'm radioactive. I mean, right. it's not fair <laughs> for yeah, those influencers. Right. So even the ones that you know were trying to like kind of stick it out, I I just at that point I. You don't want me. <laughs> yeah. Do you think anyone comes back? Do you want them? You want to just start fresh anyway? Yeah, I, start fresh. I, I really like the people I'm working with. Like Johnny, uh, right. he jumps out of planes. Katie, she's coming in touch. She's right. a beautiful singer. A bunch of podcasts um, might be good. Yeah, you yeah. Never we're know. just again, we're just talking here. There's I'm doing stuff in the yeah. NFT space. So there's like an, this. There's this kid Hunter who I think is gonna blow up as like the Mr. Beast of the NFT world, just oh. um, somebody that can like be a mainstream face that's not Gary Vee in, yep. in the, in the um, <laughs> that's not and Gary he's friends v. with Gary, yeah. he's partners with him on a, on a, on a soccer team, but Where, anyway. Where's yeah. Gary been through all of your uh, stuff? What, well, what he, he texted said? me the weekend that the article came out and was like, how you, how you doing? You know, keep your head up. You know, saying all, yeah. all the all the, the Gary things. I think I can't blame him for. I don't even know if they spoke to him or if they spoke. What they wrote in the article was that, in one sentence, they said, uh, Ari claims she knows Gary and that he'll help them with their he'll help people with their career. And in the very next sentence, she said, "We called Gary and he's not affiliated with influences," which is, I guess, factually correct that he's not my business partner. Right. But to to, to frame it like that makes it sound like I'm like a name dropper. Like he doesn't dropper. even know you and it's like whatever. That I'm like yeah. a name dropper. Yeah, so that's... it's cool about the most recent complaint and people can go and actually like read through it and I people that were interested in the Johnny Depp trial and all that stuff, read through it because there's right. a bunch of receipts in there that you could actually make up your own mind if I'm yeah. the Wicked Witch of the West or if something else happened. Right. And uh, they did include two links. One of them was Gary telling uh, one of my clients that she got a Super Bowl commercial and he literally goes, uh, you're great and everything, but you know, the reason you're getting this is because of my relationship with Ari and this is a, a, a point where I could pay back a friend that I adore. And so you're, basically you're getting this because of Ari and she gets off the phone and she's like, did you hear he said that I'm only getting this because of you? So to, to juxtapose that, you know, with that, maybe it means nothing for the lawsuit, but it means everything no. to me because sure. mm -hmm. Somebody like Gary is is a champion. Uh, it, 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 it what's it called? It like transferred trust onto me. Yeah. And and brands trusted me, and the influencers trusted me, and so for that to get stripped away, that's what like really hurt kind of the most. And I was embarrassed. I'm like, it sucks yeah. that Gary's getting a phone call, and who he's probably thinking, right, I don't course. know what is true or not. Right. I'm sure he didn't believe it, but also right. he wants he to side with you. But in the back of your, you're, you're thinking in the back of his head, he's still doing some math going, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right. And you're like, God, yeah. it sucks that they had a moment, which of, is also adds uh, another zero or two <laughs> on the other end of this thing. That's all I'm saying. The well, other end with that bit. We filed for payment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most times I've let's ever do, said let's do a bitch in a, of that. I don't even know if I've ever said bitch in a podcast, <laughs> but 47 times today. Well, she, we did Thank file you. for intentional infliction of emotional distress, and we filed for uh, interference, with the con uh, interference with the contract, I forget what the mm -hmm. legal term is, and for defamation. 
So you also, know, you should file. I'm not a lawyer, so check with him. But and I don't know the exact terminology, but it's something like you can also file for like being a bitch for no reason. <laughs> um, oh, I'm not sure the legal yes, jargon that for one. that, but yeah. again, that's another zero. I for thought the that lawsuit. was again. Article ask two, your guy. Yeah, section don't take four. my word for it, but. Being a bitch for no reason, I think. Yeah. Uh, Our thing. founding fathers knew what the fuck they were writing. They back did, then. right? They knew what they were writing. Yeah. Yeah, you got to look into that. Article. <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. I'm yeah. glad you made it in. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This, yeah. Uh, hopefully, I, I can come back and, and maybe use your podcast. Studio. Yeah. We'll, we'll make we'll make Let's a deal. Let's do it. Yes. And then we'll do a we'll, after you win and uh, we'll yeah. do a victory lap. Yeah. Uh, we'll do a victory show. Oh, I'm taking mm -hmm. all my friends. Uh, you know. We'll, we'll, Where are we going? Yeah. Talk. We'll, we'll Where are we going? Okay. It's going to be undisclosed. Right. It's a week. It's a week. <laughs> really. It's a week. Whatever we're doing, it's a week long. Yes. Absolutely. Festivities. All right, yeah, Ari. Thank so. you so much. George Carmona, thanks for stopping in. Check Thank out you. Gridiron Junkies. Saints plus one and a half tonight. Saints over 44 and a half. I know it's going to come out later. Yeah, they're but not going to get this. But, but now we'll know. It, now we'll yeah. know. You'll be on record. Yeah. So wait, what, it, what are you saying? Saints plus one and a half, and then the over under take the over. Who are they playing? 44 and a half, the Cardinals. You're wanting to take a point and a half? Yeah. I'm taking a point right. and a half. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm learning. Okay, I like it. I like it. Thanks for All paying right. me yesterday, Tra too. That's yeah, hey, there you there. go. Oh, okay. Hey -oh, hey -oh, Travis, hey -oh. I don't know how you end this fucking thing, but you <laughs> should do it. Yeah.